And now, WBW Theatre. Welcome to WBW Theatre. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now, as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to... WBW Theater. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The maker of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with What This Country Needs Is More Love. Here's a question for all of you good housekeepers. Do you know what the experts mean by the term protective housekeeping? Let me give you my idea of what this means. Take your floors, for example. Instead of simply cleaning and dusting them, you protect them with a coat of genuine Johnson's wax. In this way, you not only make them more beautiful, but you protect them against wear with a tough film of wax. And this wax protection also makes your housework easier. Because of Johnson Wax Floor, it's so easy to keep clean and spotless. The same thing applies to your furniture and woodwork. Instead of merely cleaning and dusting your tabletops and chair arms, you protect them with Johnson's Wax, which brings out all the beauty of the wood and protects that beauty. In fact, protective housekeeping applies to many other things besides floors, furniture, and woodwork. There are over 100 extra uses for genuine Johnson's wax. You can buy this famous wax polish in three forms. The old familiar paste and liquid forms, and the new cream wax especially formulated for furniture and woodwork. Your dealer has all three. The social world at 79 Wistful Vista is getting so dizzy that there are two parties going on now. At the same time in the living room, one party is going on about needing 50 cents for cigars, while the other party is celebrating the installation of the budget which has no allowances for cigars at all. And so we find the party of the first part and the party of the second part. Fibber McGee and Molly! But, Molly, that budget's all wrong. Why didn't you make provisions for my cigars? Because your cigars ain't provisions. Be that as it may, or may not be, or not, I'm entitled to 50 cents for a few smokes. After all, I gave you that money in the first place. Oh, so you're an Indian giver? Come to think of it, my grandfather was part Indian. His mother was an Irish Colleen, and his father was a big buck among the Cherokees. That made uh, Grandpa kind of half-buck. And talking about half-bucks, Molly... How about letting me have... McGee, as Warden Moscow Prison says, he brought back bloodhounds after an unsuccessful chase. Yes? Not one red cent. Oh, you're a hard woman, Mrs. McGee. Oh, no. I'm not, Diddy. I've only got 35 cents, and I need that to pay the milkman. Very well. Give me the 35 cents, and I'll hand it to the milkman when he comes. I've already put it out on the back porch in the milk bottle. You have? Well, I guess I'll go outside and have a breath of fresh air. A good idea. It's much better than inhaling those horrible Havana hay burners of yours. 
Lovely day, ain't it, McGee? Yes, it is, McGee. Nice day out. Well, 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 look at that. A milk bottle. <laughs> With 35 cents in it. My, my. Lucky thing I've got a small hand and this bottle's got a wide mouth. It's a tight squeeze, but... There, I got it. Oh, now for a... Shucks. Huh. Got that hand in the bottle, all right. Oh, oh, can't get this dad ratted bottle off my hand. Oh, what'll I... McGee, what are you doing with a milk bottle in your hand? Uh, me? Uh, I haven't got any milk bottle in my hand. Oh, no. No, I've got my hand in a milk bottle. Well, take it right off. I can't. It's stuck. Now, why would a grown man want you? McGee! You were after that 35 cents. Uh, now, Molly, uh, I need a cigar. Darn sight worse than I need a glass of Jersey gruel. <laughs> Don't you get it, Molly? Instead of using the word milk, I call it Guernsey. Taint funny, McGee. Okay, I'll pour it back in the bottle. To think that you'd stoop so low enough to take 35 cents out of the milk bottle. Oh, it wasn't much of a stoop, Molly. How am I going to get this off? Come on into the house and I'll get it off. Let me look at it. Why, all you have to do is open your hand and it'll slip right off. I can't open up my hand. Gee, wish Uncle Dennis was around. He'd get me out of this jam. How? A guy can get more out of a bottle than... McGee! Now, let's sit quietly, Dirty, while I figure this out. Shh! What's that? Taint me. Stop! Who goes there? Who? Uh, oh, it's you. Boomer. Oh, excuse me for breaking in like this. Thought nobody was home. Oh, yeah? Well, it's a lucky thing I recognized you, Horatio, or I'd have bopped you on the bean with this bottle. No! Oh, threatening me with a glass glove? Why, that's unsportsmanly. It's childish, my little cat. Oh, no. It's because he can't get it off, Mr. Boomer. Maybe you know how we can get his hand out of that bottle. I can offer a solution in two short words. What is it, Mr. Boomer? Glass cutter? A glass cutter. Wonderful. Uh, yes, let me have it. Certainly. Uh, my little body baby. Now, where'd I put that glass cutter? I had it right here a minute ago. Glass cutter, glass cutter. Here's a set of skeleton keys. That'll get me into any jail in the country, if I'm not careful. A kangaroo billfold. You should have seen the fellow jump when I took it away from him. Present for my brother, Luke, who's in the cooler. It's a muffler to keep Luke warm. A wire from Sheila, the shoplifter, says the police caught her in a revolving door. Now that's wrong, they caught her with a revolving door. And no check for a short beer. Well, 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 fancy that. No glass cutter either. Come to think of it, I left it in that jewelry store window last night. Ah, that was a neat job. I never pulled down so much money in such a short time since the day one of my garters got caught in my money belt. Well, good day, my dear, and a sad farewell to you, pickled paws. Dad, rat it, Molly. I can't stand it any longer. Get the hammer and break the bottle. No, no, I can't. It might hurt you. And besides, we paid a nickel deposit on the bottle. Well... What am I supposed to do? Just sit here and twiddle my thumbs? It's a neat trick if you can manage it. Can't you go about your regular work? Nope. Sorry, Molly, but uh, all my industry is tied up by this bottleneck. Well, what are we going to do about this? 
I wonder who that could be. Sounds like Mrs. Uppington. She's one of our best knockers. Oh dear, the house is in such a mess. Come in just the same, Mrs. Uppington. How do you do, Mrs. McGee and Mr. McGee? Hiya, kid. Kid, Mr. McGee, I'll have you understand that I'm no kid. That's exactly what Molly was saying only yesterday. McGee! Don't mind him, Mrs. Uppington. What you waving your hand around like that for, Eppy? Why, McGee? It's the big diamond ring. I've never seen that one before, Abigail. <laughs> I just got it this morning. Don't tell me that's a real, genuine, 100% diamond, Uppy. But of course, Mr. McGee. Six carats. Why, that diamond is so big, you can't tell it from a rhinestone. Well, there's one way of telling whether it's real or not. What do you mean, Mr. McGee? Well, if it's a genuine diamond, it'll cut glass. Of course my diamond will do it. Now, if we only had some glass we could use. Hmm, now let me see. We had some around here a few minutes ago. Why, here we are. Well, what did you know? A milk bottle with somebody's hand in it. Heavens, Mr. McGee, whose hand is it? Uh, let me see. Oh, it's mine. Yours? Yes, he just stuffed his hand into the bottle and now he can't get it out. I bet I can get it out in no time. If I'll be able to lend me your diamond. Of course, Mr. McGee, here you are. Thanks. Now, if I start slicing right here... Be careful, Diddy! <laughs> oh, he can't hurt it. Hey, this is a pretty tough bottle. Is it coming off, Mr. McGee? Uh, something's coming off, but I'm afraid it isn't the bottle. What do you mean? Let me see. Uh, my beautiful diamond! It's ruined! You've worn it right down to the nub. See, McGee? People in glass bottles shouldn't play with stones. But I can't understand it. Oh, my beautiful diamond. Why, when Mr. Boomer sold it to me, he said... Boomer? Oh, no wonder. But he gave me a written guarantee. Why, I have it right here in my bag. Now let me see. Where did I put that guarantee? Had it here a moment ago. Guarantee, guarantee. Ah, here it is. Oh dear, it isn't a guarantee at all. Why, this is terrible! I've been rooked! I've been bamboozled! I've been belked! Uh, what did he give you, Uppy? A check for a short beer. Goodbye! Well, there's another good idea gone wrong. So a right for trusting Mr. Boomer. Why, even his voice has a funny ring to it. But I'm telling you, Molly, I don't know how much of this I can stand. I just thought of something, McGee. Suppose we fill that bottle full of water, put it in the refrigerator, and when it freezes, that'll break the bottle. Uh, say, don't forget my hand'll be in that bottle. I didn't think of that. Say, try to unclench your fist, maybe it- I can't, Molly. We'll have to find another way to- Come in! Hello, Fizzer and Cupie! Creeping and salutators and all stuffings like that. Oh, hello, Mr. Depopolis. Maybe you can help us? Uh, yeah, Nick, this is getting to be an emergency. Uh, do you know how I can get my hand out of this milk bottle? Hmm, that is looking like a very pretty predicable puss you're in the neck up to, uh, uh, to put it in plain English. I know that, but uh, what should I do? Well, just give me a momentum to fiddle with your riddle, Fizzer. Um, oh, by crackers, I've got it. You have? Sure. All Fizzer needs to do is push the rest of him into the bottle, turn around, and come out head first. Ha! Huh. What a lot of help you are. Thank you! And you are giving me a big help too, Fizzer! 
What do you mean, Nick? I am grabbing myself a terrific idea for my restaurant's menu out of what is happening to you, and it shouldn't to a dog. What kind of dog? Pig's knuckles under glass. I love Fizzer McGee. <laughs> well, so long, kids. And if you don't hear from me soon, be sure to snub me the next time I don't recognize you in the street. Pig's knuckles under glass. <laughs> Molly, we've got to get this bottle off somehow. I can't stand it. I'm starting to get claustrophobia in that hand. What's claustrophobia? I think it means discomfort when shut up in small places. Oh, a fancy name for tight shoes, eh? <laughs> now, Molly, don't joke. This bottle's going to be my downfall. Hi, folks. Say, I just met Mrs. Uppington. She just told me about the trouble you're in, Fibber. So I came right over to get you out of the bottle. That's mighty nice of you, Mr. Wilcox. Uh, yes, thanks, Harlow. Uh, though, uh, any time you display your generosity, you usually display a little Johnson's glow coat, too. You got me all wrong, pal. And just to prove it, I won't even mention it. Now let's have a look at this problem. Why I can get this bottle off? How? Hypnotism. Uh, hypnotism? We've tried everything else so far, and I'm getting desperate. Go on, Harlow. Hypnotize me. Okay. Now just sit in this chair. Now go limp. Uh, like a piece of liver? Limper. Ah, that's it. Now look into my eyes and repeat after me. I am going to sleep. I am going to sleep. I have no thoughts of my own. I have no thoughts of my own. You never did? I never did. I will only think the things Mr. Wilcox thinks. I will only think the things Mr. Wilcox thinks. I am relaxed. I am free. No more drudgery of housework and messy floors. No more fears of dirt tracking into the house. All I do is apply Johnson's glow coat, let it dry to a hard glassy polish in 20 minutes or less, and I have a beautiful, clean kitchen floor surface which protects the linoleum, and I am relaxed. I am free. Peace. It's wonderful. Spelled G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T. Well, I'm all through now. Wake him up, Molly. If he doesn't come to, just throw a bucket of water on him. Goodbye. McGee, wake up. Eh. What? Oh, say, Harlow, now that my hand's free, it's uh, great to be able to scratch my nose again. Ow! Dad Ratted, that bottle's still on. Harlow? Say, where's Harlow? He's gone. Of all the silly things, trying to hypnotize me. Me, with all my willpower. Huh. At least he kept his promise about not mentioning Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Oops. There I went and mentioned it. Well, dearie, sometimes it doesn't hurt to... Come in. Oh, hello there, little girl. Hello, Mr. McGee. What to do in building a ship in a bottle? Uh, no, I'm not, sis. I know what kind of ship it's going to be, I bet ya. Oh, what kind? A bottle ship. Uh, you mean a battleship. Will you give it to me when you finish it? Huh? Will you, Mr. McGee? Well, uh, maybe I will, if... Dad ratted, sis. I'm not building any ship. <laughs> Gee, you look silly with your hand in a bottle. How'd you do it? Uh, well, uh, it's a long story, little girl. A uh, chuck full of details, uh, points, uh, a plot, and old anecdotes. I knew an old story once, I bet ya. You did? How did it go? <laughs> I says anecdote, not nanny goat. 
What's the difference, huh? Well, an anecdote is a short tale. This one had a short tale. I mean, a different kind of tale. Uh, one you can tell. Oh, you could tell this one had a tale. But that isn't... The fact is, tall tale had a tell tell tell. No, no, you don't... Hey, what's this tall tale you're telling? Oh, that was the name of this nanny goat. Oh, come on, sis. Nobody ever named a goat tall tale. Oh, yes, they did. Oh, no, they didn't. Oh, yes, they did. Oh, let's cut it short. What? The tail? Yes. I mean, no. Why did they call this goat tall tail? Because it left a seat in the middle of the boat. I don't see that that's got to do with its name. Well, no matter how often you would tell this tall tale, it would just lie there. Lay there. It sure did, didn't it, mister? So long. Molly, let's call the plumber or the fire department. I'm a shaky... Well, try and forget about it for a while. Sit down and read the newspaper. Can't read the newspaper. Why can't you? Can't turn the pages. Why not? Gotta hold the paper with one hand, don't I? Sure. Then how can I wet my other thumb? You poor lad. Oh, McGee. Maybe this is how we'll get the bottle off. We'll wrap the electric heating pad around it and it'll expand the glass. Okay. Where's that heating pad? Oh, never mind. I know exactly where it is. It's right here in the hall closet. Gotta straighten out that closet one of these days. Come in. Good afternoon, kids. <laughs> any got any rags, any bones, any bottles today? I'll buy them if you won't give them away. Well, timer, I don't know if I've got a bottle with some bones in it. Eh, on the one hand, but uh, I haven't any rags on the other hand. <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny, but that ain't the way I heard it. The way I heard it, one fella says to the other fella, Say, he says, I see where NBC is having a special broadcast Friday night. The Chamber of Commerce plans to install Fibber McGee as president. Yep, says to the other fella, Leave it to McGee to get mixed up in an installment plan. <laughs> well, I gotta be getting out to the lake now. Papa chopped a hole in the ice this morning, and I'm going fishing. What you gonna fish for, old-timer? For Papa. So long, kids. Can you imagine? Fishing for his father in the lake. Well, it's a lot more honorable than fishing for 35 cents in a milk bottle, dearie. Oh, now why would you have to mention that? Why? I'm so fed up with being handcuffed to this Jersey juice jar, I don't think I'll ever be able to look a cow in the face again. Dearie, if ever remarked called for an answer, that one did. Come in, quick. Good day, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Fibber. I came to see if I could borrow a couple of lemons. We just ran out. <laughs> well, you can run right back again, Gildersleeve. Do you think lemons grow on trees? That's a fine way to greet the neighbor. What's gotten into you, McGee? It's not what's gotten into him, Mr. Gildersleeves. It's what he's gotten into. Just look at his hand. Oh, Molly. What? Where? Oh, <laughs> oh this is rich. The president of the Chamber of Commerce, caught in a court. It's no laughing matter, Mr. Gildersleeve. We've been trying to get that bottle off his hand for hours. Oh, you have, eh? Why, that's the simplest thing in the world to do. Well, how? Well, just raise that arm over your head and hold it there for two minutes. 
the blood rushes away from the hand, the hand shrinks, and presto, you're free again. Why, that's a wonderful idea. Try it, McGee. Go on. There. Higher. Now, how's that, Mr. Gillisleeve? Fine. You'll be free in no time. In fact, it looks like the Statue of Liberty already. <laughs> How'd you maneuver yourself into such a mess, McGee? Mo, I just happened to be strolling on the back porch when I noticed 35 cents in the bottom of this bottle. So I just reached in for it. Well, I thought I'd heard everything. But this takes the barbed wire bath mat, McGee. Dad Raddit, I've taken all about I'm able to today. One more nasty remark and I'll pitch a punch to your punch that'll have you pushing up the posies pronto. Now look here, McGee, you half-baked hooligan. Who's a hooligan? I am. You are not. He is too. Gildersleeve, if you contradict my wife one more, my arm's gonna come down awful sudden and you know where. Why, you insignificant, chicken-chested little mugwump. I'm going to make you eat your own bridgework. Well, that finishes it. McGee, what are you going to do? I'm going to take my arm down. The two minutes is up. Maybe it'll come out now. I think it's coming. No, it won't. I knew it. It wouldn't work. Well, no wonder. You've got your fist closed. Open it up, and I'll bet it'll come right out. Yes, Daddy. That's what I've been telling you all along. But I can't open my fist. Well, you've got all kinds of room now. Go on, open your hand. What? And let go the 35 cents? Do you have as much leisure time these days as you'd like? Enough time for visiting with your friends, playing bridge or reading? I can tell you how you can have more time for yourself. That is, unless you're already using Johnson's self-polishing glow coat on your linoleum floors. For many thousands of women, glow coat has become one of the most important labor savers in the home. Glow coat saves time in more ways than one. It does away with tedious floor scrubbing, keeps linoleum clean and sparkling with almost no work at all. Glow coat is self-polishing, needs no rubbing or buffing. You just apply and let dry. And in 20 minutes, your floor gleams with a beautiful, lasting polish. Spill things are quickly wiped up with a damp cloth. And your linoleum will last much longer, too. I can't think of a single reason why you shouldn't be using Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Why not order some today? Say, Molly, I think my hand's coming out of this bottle. There, it's free! Give me that 35 cents, McGee. We're going to Kramer's Drugstore right now. Oh, to get me some cigars? No, dearie. For a much better cause, to contribute this money to the March of Dimes campaign. Oh, that's right. And ladies and gentlemen, the dimes and dollars we give now finance the year-round fight against infantile paralysis. So, mail your dimes to the president and support the president's birthday celebration in your community. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat. Good night.
This is a national broadcasting company. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip roaring comedy, and shoot 'em up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind that is WBW Theater. <laughs>